Valerie. I'm Shannon. There's Jeremy. And that's me. <laughs> Welcome back to Pink Notes, episode 85. 85. The year of my high school graduation. 10 years before I was born. Wow. 85. 10 95. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's mm. bullshit. So, you know, speaking <laughs> of birthdays and years you were born, so mm-hmm. um, Nathan and his wife and her family were in town. Mm-hmm. We had dinner with them at the amazing and fun sugar factory in Orlando. There's also one in Tampa. Um, not cheap, but no, delicious but and fun. Yeah, it's you an know, experience. It is so, an yeah. experience. You take a lot of people. You have birthdays, anniversaries, things like that. Eat lots of desserts and sweets. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it used to be before the pandemic, their sugar, their candy store at the front of the building was incredible, packed mm-hmm. with all kinds of stuff. Now it's just sad, sad, sad. There's yeah. hardly anything there. There's hardly yeah. any candy left. Um, the only candy that's available are in those little glass or plastic front cases where you oh, can like take out, how hard much take out what yeah. you want. Right. So anyway, so good times. Mm-hmm. Um, her family though is Colombian mm-hmm. and, um, her 11 year old brother speaks English. Her, um, stepdad speaks English, mm-hmm. but not his English is broken, obviously. Her mm-hmm. mom and her grandma, not so much. Oh, boy. So uh, I had a patient. I was chatting about it. And she goes, lots of smiling and nodding. I yeah. said, absolutely. That's yes. exactly what yeah, it was. Yeah. So anyway, it was a good time. But it wasn't long enough. You know, I don't see my kids often. Nathan's in mm-hmm. Boston. Brittany's in Tucson. So I was asking them how their week was going to go. They were going to Universal two days, you mm-hmm. know, good times. But then Wednesday was just a decompressed day. I'm like, huh? So they were staying in Kissimmee, which is maybe an hour mm-hmm. and it's like an hour and fifteen. Minutes. Yeah, bad. You know, if the mm-hmm. traffic is bad, it can be longer. So I said, "Why don't you guys come to our house for dinner on Wednesday night?" Mm-hmm. Um, had to work all day, but I was like, I could get chicken, I get fried chicken, I could get you know whatever. It could mm-hmm. be easy. So I'm planning the menu, and one of the girls at work was like... Planning uh, the menu. Yeah, you know, <laughs> planning what I'm going to buy. And one of the girls at work was like, Shannon, people don't eat like you and Kevin eat. I said, what? She goes, you got to have more than just chicken and salad. I was like, oh. She goes, maybe some bread, maybe a starch. I was like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> fill them up. So, um, so anyway, so I, uh, Nathan comes in. And Isley is his dog. Mm -hmm. She was, we got her on his birthday. I have been saying her whole life on his 16th birthday, we got Isley. Mm -hmm. I saw your Instagram. (laughs) That's not true. So he comes in and he's like, look at her. And I was hoping she would remember him. I'm not sure she did. Yeah. Because, you know, she's old. I didn't know how old until Nathan (laughs) says to me, he goes, mom's. We got her when I was 15. I said, no, no, no. We got her for your 16th birthday. He goes, no, he didn't. I I got her at 15. I was like, son of a bitch. The poor thing is 15 years old. <laughs> and in dog years, that's a year when you're old is a lot. That's a lot. So I'm being very, very sweet and kind to her. <laughs> and noticing. I didn't know you were that old. And noticing everything that's wrong with her now. I'm mm-hmm. just like. She's kind of um, shaking her jaw when she chews, and I don't know if it's because her teeth are hurting her, Mm -hmm. and now her poo is looking a little funny because the giant cyst on her butt. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think that mentally, Mm -hmm. I'm having to wrap my brain around the fact that it's probably going to be sooner rather than later that she passes away, which I can't even think about, because it's a terrible thought. Mm -hmm. And then once again, I'm like, 
done. We're done. I'm not, I can't get another animal. Uh, that's what I said. The, yep. the, the sadness. Mm-hmm. And I've been so happy. The joy with her. Yes. It's yes. been totally worth it. Don't. But then at the end. Yeah. It's, I think the older we get it, the harder it is. It's true because it's, speaking mm. of that, I was talking to my mom yesterday and her dog passed away on the day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. She burst into tears yesterday talking about him. Yeah. And I know it, it's mm-hmm. only been a month. I get that. And it does take time. But, you know, Val's right. It gets harder yeah. as you get older. Because we're facing our own mortality the right. older we exactly. get. Exactly. Yeah. So, and she yeah. said to me, she said, I don't know how long I'm going to live. I'm like, at least... 15 or 20 more years, mom. I said, 15 or 20 years is a long time. Yeah. I said, you have got to stop holing up in your house and acting like it's the end of your life. I said, mm-hmm. grandpa was 92 when he died. Grandma, <laughs> there's, there's a little bit of, there's a little banging going, going on, on, on outside. The outside. And Bill is happy because he's all done like, putting his shelf together. Stop banging on things. So <laughs> anyway, um, you know, and my grandmother would not have died yeah. had it not been for cancer. My mother doesn't have any cancer. Yeah. So she's fine. So I'm like, it could be 15 or 20 more years, mom. Yeah. And that's a long time. However, if you hole up in your house every single day mm, and yeah. do nothing gonna that gonna makes you happy, yeah, absolutely. it's going to fly by and you're mm-hmm. going to have done nothing in the next 20 years. Because physical ailments are one thing, but mentally yep. we can just talk ourselves right out of sure. the way. And, and just, every yeah. retired person I've ever spoken to, you know, and I have little ladies that come in the mm-hmm. office all the time. I remember the first time I heard this, it was... Um, Number five, husband number five. Mm-hmm. And he, he retired, I think, at like 55 or something, very early, because mm-hmm. he had invested well. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can't believe how fast the days go. Yeah. He said, I wake up, I blink, and the day is over. Yeah. And so that's the thing, mm-hmm. that we all know how fast time goes, but I don't think you really know yep. until you retire. And then... There's also a psychological thing where the older you are, the faster time goes for you. Because you've been alive for longer. Really? It's, yeah. So, so like, yeah. that's why it's insane when, like, little kids are like, oh, how old are you? And you're like, they're like, oh, I'm six. And you're like, how old do you think I am? They're like, I don't know, 10? Because, right. like, that's, oh. <laughs> it's all relative. So you ask, like, ask a 15-year-old, and it's like, yeah, every day is hell because it lasts two days oh, right. worth of time. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, what was it, the... Extraordinary Life of Benjamin Buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was so. Whoever made that up was very in tune to what's going on mm-hmm. in themselves mm-hmm. because that it was a wonderful showcase of how life goes. Oh yeah. And wouldn't it be wonderful if we could do it that way? You know. I never saw it. I know you did. And then like old people, <laughs> you ask, and they're like, "Oh yeah, every day it's just a breeze. It's yeah. like it's just like I wake up, time, I blink, though. and then it's over." And it's like, "Yeah, it's because you've been alive right. for so long that like individual oh, days don't compare to the doesn't... like seventy years you've and been alive." Also century. And I wonder alive. too if it has to do with maybe what you're learning too. Oh, true. Because as we get older, mm-hmm. we don't. I mean, I learn stuff every day, but not like when I was little and I was just cramming so much. Cramming into your head my brain. full of stuff, and it takes so long. Right. Yeah. And then, um, you know, on the, on the subject of living life well, Mm -hmm. I had a patient this week. She and her husband took an around the world cruise. Wow. 114 days they were at sea and in ports. ports. 
And um, she took an Asian Pacific cruise that was 69 days long. Nice. But (laughs) she talked about the around the world one. They went through the Panama Canal. They went through the Suez Canal. Wow. They went, they got to um, take a, like left at four o'clock in the morning off the ship, got back at midnight of the same day Mm -hmm. and went to see the Taj Mahal. Wow. I mean, just over the top. I was like, I hope you don't mind me asking, but how much did that run you? And she goes... She goes, it was a lot. I said, by a lot, how much is a lot? How much are we talking a lot? And of course, my brain doesn't even think of these, can't even comprehend how much a lot could possibly be. And I'm thinking, over 10,000? She goes, oh. (laughs) And so Kevin looked it up, anywhere from 60 to over $100,000. Damn. That's too much money. But... You can't if you just... could afford that, you have too much money. Is no, what I'm if you can to afford that, you have to do it because the things you get to see. If you can afford that, you can give that money to somebody who needs it and not go around the world. I'm sorry. That's just me. What? I would give some money. No. Also, like, why, why do it on a boat? Well, you know, because some people love that boat experience, you know? And she said that they became so close to the to the people that work on the boat, that when they went to um, Thailand, I think. Was it the same boat the whole time? Oh, yeah. Wild. Wow. Hol- Holland America was the cruise company. She said they got to know these these um, employees so well that when they went to Thailand, they um, she actually, the their steward, I guess, is mm-hmm. that the person who takes yeah. care of their room? His whole family came out to meet them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I would totally do it. I would nah. totally do it. <laughs> How long does it take? 114 days. No. Yeah. Anyway. It's like just, and four she's, solid months. She said to her husband, so this is why I don't think they're hurting for money. Now, they live. It's and because it's, they spent that they much. Spent on, that much? No, no. They're not, that they're not hurting for money. Yeah. Because she said to him, they live in a in like an assisted living mm-hmm. Not assisted living, but like a retirement condo condo village. place that moves yeah. into assisted living that moves into nursing home. Like oh, as so it's you a gradual age, okay. it's yeah. a gradual process. It's a, but she said nice to setup. him, yeah. "Yeah, she said she goes, we should do that again." Mm. And the only reason they're not is because of the time it takes too long to do it. But the money is obviously not an issue. We should just get right back on the boat. That's right. Give them our credit card. But just now, get right back on. She was saying because obviously of COVID, it's not the same. They barely no. stop now. And yeah. Who again? Unless you're stopping and seeing amazing places, mm-hmm. why would you be on the yeah. boat for 114 days? Yikes! Just yeah, just I mean, but again, it goes right back to time flies. You have, you have mm-hmm. to buy the tickets to the. Bucks 49ers game. If you got a chance, you got to buy them. You're never going to have that. And if you do, well, we just don't know. That's the thing is you just don't know It could come around again sometime, but will it happen in your lifetime? Correct. And And if it's something you've always wanted to do, buy the tickets, take the ride. That's right. So money, you can't take it with you. I mean, you kind of want to, you know, at least be comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever you're going, you want to be comfortable. Yes, exactly. So that's kind of how so things gotta, have been going. You got to do things that make you happy, whether it's going around the world in 180 days or, you know, 116 yeah. days or whatever, or leaving your job. Yeah. Or leaving your partner. Or, or just going in and out just, of the house while you're assembling a shelf. Going in and out of the house and making noise while your beautiful wife is making a podcast. You got to do what makes you happy and comfortable. It's true. <laughs> um, changing jobs, we have 
people changing jobs at our job, new people coming in, people talking about leaving, talking about leaving for various reasons. And it's just, I think it's just our world right now, especially United States. A lot of people are leaving their jobs. A lot of people are going to new jobs, just quitting their jobs and just going off the grid. These are weird times that we're in. Um, And you have to do what's best for your mental and physical health. Right. Um, We have a coworker who's leaving for another job. Um, and she's, she's conflicted. Does she want to go because she loves everybody she works with, but this is a better opportunity for her. And she's asking for advice. And the only advice I could give was I will miss you terribly. We send snarky work memes back and forth and we just get along so well. And we're, you know, we just go back and forth. Absolutely miss her. She's a hard worker, but she has to do what's best for her. The problem with this job is that there's no flexibility. Yeah. Um, they're willing to give her the money that she's making at the new job, mm-hmm. but she has a school schedule. She is trying to yes. better her life. She wants to finish um, her uh, prerequisites for nursing and mm-hmm. go into nursing. The minute you start in the nursing program, you can barely work anyway. You could, yeah. So it's rough. I mean, it probably was just you know, the timing maybe wasn't perfect, but maybe it's just to get her ready for that nursing program. Mm -hmm. Um, But the new job is paying her more. They are going to work with her school schedule Mm -hmm. and they have weekend hours. So she could honestly work every weekend and have time off during the week. For her school. Yeah. Or appointments or whatever. Yeah, they do have a flexible schedule. They have a flexible schedule and we do not. And And that is the problem. She said benefits are better. Um, the whole the schedule's better, the pay is better, the benefits are better. So I said, So what is your question? What do you <laughs> She's like, But I absolutely love everybody I work with. And I'm like And that was causing her a struggle because that is a struggle. It when is. you have so much more opportunity over here on one hand, but you have a lot of people that you love and love working with on the other hand, that's a mental thing. And, but what goes along with that mental thing is that you have checked out from this job. Yeah. And if you let someone skew your ideas yes. of how they tell you it's going to be and what mm-hmm. they can do for you, mm-hmm. unless you have that in really big letters Bold on a letters. really big piece of paper Signed. and you keep it in your pocket all the time when it starts to go south because it's always going to go it's south. Always I am go going south. just like a relationship. I'm in this relationship with you. Everything's peachy I'm keen and wonderful. I'm promising you this. I'm yes. promising and you this. And it's all great for about, I don't know, two months. And then, mm-hmm. wait for it, the shit starts to happen again. Because it, it all goes back. That's exactly right. Yeah. It will happen that way at this at any job. Mm-hmm. And then you'll it's be unhappy also, again. Yeah. The parallels between that work, too. Because you're not even you're not even the real you until, like, a month into a job or a relationship. Right. Yeah, like, right. you are still being, like... Oh, I'm so glad they like me, or I'm so glad they hired me. I'm going to be super good doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, like, then you fall into, like, oh, okay, like, I I just work here now. Right. Yeah. Like, six months in, you are just Mm -hmm. an employee. Right. And and then can promise you, oh, yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, but... 
there's a reason why you took that interview and and there's went a reason they the were looking job. for help. <laughs> that yeah. should also be like yeah, there's a noted. reason why you were looking elsewhere instead of at the job you're at. Because if it was that great, you wouldn't have sent out resumes. You wouldn't have applied. Also, and, don't be afraid of interviews. Like that's a yeah, new that thing a that's thing. like yeah. Like, you can ask, like, hard questions of the person interviewing yeah. you, too. And it number one is great. Ask what you're going to be paid. Ask, ask what your responsibilities are. Yes. And hard responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Ask how much you're going to be paid. Ask why the last person quit. Yes. That's a very ask, important one. Yeah. Why did the last person quit that you're replacing me? Yeah. That and, I'm replacing. I mean, you can ask it nicer than that, but, yeah. like... You know, we talk about it at home all the time because Kevin has been... I mean, work is what we talk about. We don't have kid issues anymore. Kids are grown and gone, and they don't take up a lot of our time, but work does. Mm -hmm. Work takes up a lot of our time. We talk mm -hmm. about work a lot. And his whole deal is if the company knew how much they were spending, if they had a conscious, if somebody wrote it down and showed them what they're spending on training these people, they would make better choices during the interview process yes because we get people in there and they flip around and they leave maybe three months later if that yeah we've had people who come in and two weeks later they're like i can't do it i'm out and it's so it's money yeah. that costs money for that the everybody a lot of money and time for us Ugh. yeah we have um we had um we we're talking about increases, market increases, blah, blah, blah. They pulled us all in and they're like, well, we have, we have X number of people that we're hiring. We have people leaving and we're trying to keep people. And I said to them, um, can you please tell whoever you're hiring just exactly what we do? Oh, we tell people we're busy. No, no. Yeah, Every no, office not, is busy. Yeah. <laughs> that's just a buzzword. Tell them what we do because in our office... I know a lot of offices are busy. I've worked in busy offices. This is an astronomical amount of tasks that we do. Right. We're not just busy. We're busy. And I hate that word busy because it doesn't fully encompass running patients. You're busy. You can run patients all day. Setting down, setting up, tearing down, injections, blood draws. We don't have a separate person for that. You have to run patients. You have to assist the provider with procedures. You have to draw their blood. You have to do the orders. You have to do this with each and every patient. And they're not putting that across to these potential people. They come in and I told them, I said, you have these people that come in. They could be lovely. They could have skills out the ass. They could be perfect. They come in two weeks later they're looking like a deer in the headlights. Cause, and they always go, I knew you were busy, but I didn't know you did this, this much. much. And they're out the door because yeah. they can't wrap their heads around it. Because it is 100% a lot. What were you going to say, Jeremy? I completely lost oh, it. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but relating back, uh, when I worked at that French restaurant, our turnover rate, we hired and lost someone almost every day. See, that's just that's insane just crazy. to me. It was also on a tourist beach. Oh. So like it was insanely busy. Yeah. Every mm -hmm. single customer that came in was the absolute worst, worst. person you've ever met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh and the boss was terrible too. Yeah. Like she was a tyrant. It makes for <laughs> it, makes so it, it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. If you stuck it out for a week, you were golden. <laughs> like Yeah. You I, would sometimes work... it feels like that yeah. at our job. Yeah, if you just... stayed till the end of the week, you would probably end up working there for years. It's just that first little bit of yeah. being like, 
oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing at any given moment, and everyone's yelling. It yeah. It's that. So that kind of made me think. So we, I came in a year after Val, I think. I, roughly a year I was, after, yeah, yeah. September of 2016. I was, I was July of 15. So yeah, yeah, so a year after Val. It was very involved. You will do this on the chart. You will do that on the chart. You mm-hmm. will um, clean the room this way. They were very specific about what we do. Mm-hmm. I think now nothing's changed. The manager, you know, our clinical coordinator is the same woman mm-hmm. it's always been. I think now, though, because there have been so many people that have come and gone, mm-hmm. that the training is not what it was when we started. Mm-mm. And so there's, and this is what I think is happening everywhere. They're so thankful to have people mm-hmm. that they overlook so much now. So many things have just fallen yep. off the edges and it drives me, me crazy. Too. I'm extremely detail oriented. Yep. And if I have follow behind somebody with a patient and the chart doesn't make sense to me. It drives me up a wall because I have to go back and fill in everything and don't get us wrong. We work in a place with great providers. They provide great care. We're not knocking any of that. And rest assured that the, the charts are, are have your pertinent information. What I'm saying is, so Really quick, let me interject. Perhaps this is what it's like everywhere now. That could be. Right? Yeah. So keep going. So, like, patient care isn't compromised. We don't want to put that out there that, you know, but I just think that instead of going through, and uh, my training was rather intensive, Mm -hmm. and I am very detail-oriented. I was an EMT, and I worked in this business for 100 years, and, you know, it, it has to make sense. And then... Somebody comes in and they're like, well, we're busy, so we're just going to put this new person with this person, and they can just follow behind them for three, four, five months at a time. And if the person that they're with isn't doing what you're supposed to be doing, the new person isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's not only are they not doing what they're supposed to be, they're doing even less than the person that's training them. the person they're them. training them. What happens at my job is because we are such a skeleton crew currently mm-hmm. is that anyone we've hired for the past like two years just gets thrown in. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's what happened to me too. Right. Like to be fair, uh, it was skeleton crews on all three shops. Mm-hmm. I spent one week reading books <laughs> about how to do my wow. job. And it was just that of, I have the base level understanding of what's going on. <laughs> and now my I'm manuals with at me. someone's yeah, house yeah. and they're having a problem I've never seen before. And that's what I feel <laughs> yeah. like. If I, yeah. if I had graduated from nursing school now mm-hmm. and been, or LPN school now and had gone into this office mm-hmm. now, I would not have stayed because I would yeah. be, I would be the deer in the headlights girl. Cause I have mm-hmm. no medical background at all. Mm-hmm. So you're teaching me a to Z, not only your office, but stuff that they just glanced over in school. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden I'm supposed to know this mm-hmm. and I would be running out, yeah. not just walking. I'd be slamming the door behind me and running away. Mm-hmm. So well, I came from, I'm the opposite. I had the experience. So I had the detail and I had, and that's why I've been there almost seven years because I can pick up, but it's so frustrating seeing people who've come after me and, you know, and they won't put people with me to train them. I don't know why. I know why. Because I'm just too... It's not that because they don't want them to run away. And if they knew every single thing that's expected... Yeah. That 
was expected of us, mm -hmm. then they wouldn't stay. And so yeah. now they put them with the person who's not detail-oriented. And mm -hmm. so then they feel like, oh, it's easy. I can do this. I can do this in my sleep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when that can. person's not doing the Correct. full yeah. checklist right. of things because you're supposed to. Because when they work with me, they've had people like shadow me or whatever after they've been there a couple right. months. They're like, oh, just just make sure. And they're like, I didn't know that. But, yeah, Nobody but what happens that. is, I didn't know exactly, that. is I don't have to do that. They like, didn't yeah, show you me do. that. I'm still going. I've worked at my job for almost, it's been like four-ish, five-ish years. Wow. I'm still going through that yeah. of like, I wasn't trained. I've been here this long and I, there's the still time. stuff where I'm like, yeah. like, oh, no one's told me that. In the five years I've worked here, no one has told me that, that mm -hmm. how that's how that's done. And things are changing so fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't run patients mm -hmm. like we talked about last week dead on my feet because I don't run patients. I sit on my ass for 30 minutes. I go get another patient. Sometimes I'll draw blood. I'll maybe room a patient <laughs> for someone. I, I help, but mm -hmm. I don't do that. And so it's hard for me to keep up with how fast things are changing. So mm -hmm. I have to keep these, you know, these little emails and these little messages to try to keep up. And then it's even hard for me to, to remember what has changed mm -hmm. because so many things are changing. So for people to go around and basically say, I don't have to do that, you kind of do. You kind of do. That's part of your job. And so, like Val was saying, wouldn't it be nice if we could just be honest when we're when we're interviewing these Instead people? Instead of just trying to get a warm just body. Just trying to get them in. Because, yeah. like you said, the cost of training and onboarding someone and the materials and the training and it's just, just get somebody who knows yeah. what the hell they're doing. I know. I'm, and I'm not saying that they don't know what they're doing, but... It's just, you just really got to jump in and our schedules are so busy. We're trying to get so many people seen. We have a cancellation list. Like I said, our providers are awesome. So we do have a, a waiting list to get in, but you really need to be on your game to be able to run those patients yeah. and provide the best um, type of support for your provider that you can. So along those lines of um, the practice is busy and, and, um, you know, who's getting in to see the doctors. I found this thing on Ellen this morning on Instagram. And this says, um, being a woman or a woman of color should not equal receiving worse healthcare. Mm -hmm. So that's a little comment from somebody. So it started out with this and it just kind of caught my eye. It says top gender and racial disparities affecting women's health around the world. <clears throat> For, this is a fact. 40% of women have been harassed while running outdoors. And that stat is even higher if you're under 30. It becomes 58%. Oof. Another fact. Women have a 50 to 70% greater chance, risk rather, of suffering from side effects and adverse reactions to pharmaceutical drugs compared to men. Because drug dosage dosages have historically been based on clinical trials conducted on men. Oh, yeah. Another fact. The average woman spends $13.25 a month on menstrual products. That's more than $6,000 based on the average woman's reproductive timeline. That's a lot of fucking money. Isn't there... Uh, there what is, state is it yeah, that's going to be like, yeah, just free. give them free... Yeah, I think they're trying to do that nationwide. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, of course, I'm sure all those old fucking men in yeah. Congress are like, mm -hmm. no, that's they're not like, happening. No. 
How are well, these pe- how are these maxi also, pad companies going to make their money? There's also a gap in information. Like when what, I forget her name went to space, and she was going to be in space for two weeks, and they're like, yeah, it's like sixty tampons enough. Seven hundred oh tampons like for like uh yeah they wanted to know for like if like seven hundred yeah. tampons was enough for like a three week stay in space or something like that. It was like a hundred tampons yeah. or something. Where it's like it's like what they don't have any yeah, no idea. Clue. Um, another fact, screening for HPV alone misses one out of five cervical cancer cases, which is why combining pap testing and HPV testing is so important, mm-hmm. especially because Hispanic women are 30% more likely to die from cervical cancer than white women, and black women are twice as likely to die from cervical cancer than white women. The fa- there is some good news. Cervical cancer is treatable, which we've mentioned mm-hmm. many, many times. Yes. And even better, it's preventable through regular screenings. So here's, here's... All of that is so amazing to me. It blows my mind. It just means that we're not getting better. The disparity yeah. between men and women is it's not, not getting better. Also, medical racism is like an yeah. o- the oldest institution on earth. So mm-hmm. like, But is it... That's kind of where I want to go. And I don't want this to go crazy. I Mm -hmm. just am thinking about this because it's very apparent where I work. Mm -hmm. So African-American women and Hispanic women, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, the majority of those women do not have health insurance. Yes. Either they are not working or they're working, but not in jobs that provide health insurance. Mm -hmm. So they're paying out of their pocket And they probably have families at home. Mm -hmm. So husbands going to work or not working, just or he's not even in the picture. The kids have to go to the doctor. They have the kids Mm -hmm. at least probably should have some type of state health care. So they're sending the kids to the doctor because they're their kids. Hopefully they're doing that. But then they're they're the bottom of the totem pole on getting health care. So I have a Hispanic woman that I'm trying to do pelvic floor rehab on right now. She pays out of the pocket. Mm-hmm. It's self-pay for her. The last thing she can afford is to do these ridiculous therapy. All she wants is surgery to get better. Mm-hmm. But our doctor firmly believes, and I agree with her, this therapy is going to make recovery 65% better. Mm-hmm. So please come in and do it. But on the other hand... I get it. Got to pay for it you out gotta of pocket. Got to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. She probably needs to save up because she's going to have to have surgery. And she's going to have to pay for that. Yes. Yes. And so is it that that the reason I feel like the reason that they are hot, that their chances of cervical cancer and dying from cervical cancer are higher is because it's not that they don't have access to health care. It's that they don't have a job to pay for the they access to health care. They it's can't also, afford the health care. There's also a lack of like education. Yes. When it comes to if you go to the doctor, and also it depends on what community they're going to the doctor right. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how well supplied the medical program wherever they live is. And if they have to wait 10 hours yeah. at the health mm-hmm. department to see a gynecologist. Yes. A gynecologist. It, it all comes down to the racial and economic divide. Yeah, there's the also the gap needs to be closed. There's also a huge bias of like, if you go in with a problem, say you're a black woman, you go in with a problem, 
they are statistically more likely to be like, oh, it's probably nothing. Yes. Like you're yes. freaking out. Yeah. Like, they don't worry just about it. Dismiss it. Yeah. It goes back to that we talked about it a couple of sessions ago. That um, there's still podcasts ago. <laughs> um, these are my therapist sessions. Um, that there are still practitioners that believe that. Um, African-American people don't feel pain like yeah, the rest of us. Still... They just don't feel pain. So it's just I'm not necessarily... I mean, I talked about that lady who came into mm-hmm. the office and she was seven centimeters dilated. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I'm not feeling so good. Yeah, It hurts, but you know, it's I don't also know what's going on. It's also cyclical. So when you're told every time you go to the doctor that like, it's probably nothing, don't worry about right. it. You're probably going to internalize that and every time you're in pain you'll probably be like oh they told me it's probably nothing nothing. i'm not going to worry about it and you know it just it is the saddest statistic yeah Mm -hmm. but until the cost of health care changes and Mm -hmm. the way we do health care changes it's Mm -hmm. not going to change it does make me wonder if other countries say european countries who have socialized medicine if that statistic is the same yeah i still think it is probably slightly better. Like, medical racism still exists. Yeah, sure. I mean, yes, 100%. Britain's not the greatest when it's <laughs> when you look at the history. They're fairly racist. They yeah. did, they invented it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Blame it. <laughs> uh, they owned half, quote unquote, owned half the world at one point. Yeah, it's they true. did. But That's true. Uh, I do think access to medicine mm-hmm. does really help with that because. If you can just go to the doctor Mm -hmm. and you can insist that like, okay, like last time I came, you told me not to worry about it. It still is persisting. So let's actually take a look. Yeah. It's, if you don't have to pay out of pocket to go to the doctor every time where you're like, oh, hey, the problem's still there. Like, and last time you told me not to worry about it. Why don't we start worrying about it? But you know, I had, I had a patient just this week who said, she said, I had a gynecologist. Mm-hmm. this did not just come up. I said, was it a man? Yeah. Yeah. I said, he didn't think it was a big deal because he doesn't have a vagina. That's it. I said, now you're at a woman who has a vagina and knows so she this gets is a it. big deal. She gets it. Yeah. And I said, this did not just happen to you. I bet this is something that's that he has seen in your vagina mm-hmm. for five or 10 years. So the fact that it was okay mm-hmm. and you just were supposed to be like, I'm fine until your shit started falling out. And then you said, this can't be okay. And you decided to see someone else. But if you had continued being with him, and I'm not saying every male gynecologist is like this. I'm just saying, I hear this more than once. Yes. More than once. It's a repeating. Yeah. And so that bothers me. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because you don't have a vagina doesn't mean you shouldn't be taking into consideration what my vagina is supposed to look like and feel like. If it doesn't look normal, it's not normal and it's not okay. That's also an issue with any practitioner that's been doing it for a while. Right. Where they're like, there is a certain like jaded doctor. Like, oh, I've seen this a hundred times. Where they're like, oh, I've been a doctor for 35 years. Like, nothing can surprise me anymore. It's like, that's not good. And are they keeping up with the trends? Yeah. Yeah. Are they keeping up with the things that are being invented and, and, you know, discovered? And the therapy that you do. Mm -hmm. Do they even know about it? A lot of people don't. A lot of places don't. Um, Also, I'm going, touching back on the Hispanic problems with a lot of um, Hispanic people speak with an accent or they don't exactly speak a lot of English and a lot of 
maybe providers or other people who are English speaking, look at them as less intelligent. Right. And that's There's not a, the case at all, right? just because you should be congratulating them on speaking two languages, yeah. even if they have an accent. But a lot of times they look at people with an accent, French accent, Hispanic accent, any kind of accent as being less intelligent right. because they don't speak English as well as yeah, you do. But there is not, there is about like, yeah. like, yeah, like they, they might have broken English, but like they speak two languages, they so, speak two languages. So they're definitely imagine how smart they are in Spanish. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah, that's the thing. So I think they're, that's, it's a disparaging thing. Well, you don't understand me. So, you know, just push but it But also too, you know, the one Hispanic lady, she has seen me before the self-pay lady and it just, her, her bill is very high now and mm -hmm. she can't keep adding on because they're never going to catch up. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's a big note in her chart needs an interpreter. She does for the, for the stuff that's for the medicals. medical yeah. mm -hmm. and the things that she doesn't understand. But for she and I to be in that room together, she speaks enough English that the two and I, the two of us can have a great conversation mm -hmm. and she understands what I'm talking about. Yeah. She's not diminished because yes. she doesn't understand yeah. every yes. single exactly. medical term. So, I mean, it just, it's, it does hurt my heart when things happen like that. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had the ability to bring her in on a Saturday and do that therapy for her, mm -hmm. but that's not my call. Um, I'm not the provider. It's mm -hmm. not my practice. Yeah. So, you know, but I get patients all the time who say, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Nobody's ever heard of it. Well, just because nobody's ever heard of yeah. it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it's, it's not, not going to work. Yeah. And so I just, you know, it, it, it's not a good thing where we're going right now with healthcare and, um, and it's 2022. Why are, why are these things still an issue? And the amount of nurses that are, are dropping out who yeah, will never nurse again. They're crying for nurses right and now. They and will, it's just... these, these old nurses are just, and by old, I mean, maybe been nursing for 10 years. They're yeah. like, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't leave my home. I can't, you know, when the pandemic started, I couldn't even sleep in the same room as my family. I had to yeah. sleep. I had to get undressed in the garage. I had to sleep in a hotel in the, room and yeah. stay away There's from There's a level your of like PTSD that yes. is coming out yeah. of the pandemic, the Correct. ongoing pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That it is just and it's it's kind of like a I don't want to say a silent PTSD because you're just this is the job you've always gone to. What's the problem? But, but it's yeah, so it's, different. It's not like you've gone overseas or gone into battle and seen things, but they've gone to their Everyday job that they've been at for the last 10 years, but the last two years have been so horrifying. And the watch death, people die on a constant Just basis. watching and yeah. knowing that you can't do anything and knowing right. that you still have people who are coming in who have COVID and they're dying and they're denying it and yeah. they're blaming you and don't do this and their families are getting on you because it's not real and it's a hoax and i've just never seen anything like this in my life it's and i can't imagine being in the er and being in these icus every single Maybe day I it just wears and wears and wears on you what were you gonna say who knows <laughs> I didn't cut him off either. No, you, didn't. you were talking. You were talking. You were fine. You no, were I had on. something. I you completely. Did. I'm trying really hard not to interrupt. <laughs> um, but along those craziness lines, my mother, I spoke spoke to her yesterday. You know, and um, 
we were talking about, she has this crazy person in her life. It's a man Mm -hmm. because five husbands probably need a man in your life all the time. Oh yeah. And I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't say to her face. Yeah. Although I almost said it yesterday and I, and I caught myself. Pulled it back. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I, she said, we were talking about how sick she had been and, and things. She's like, thanks president Biden. And I didn't touch on that, but I wanted to. Oh my gosh. And so I didn't say anything. And then we were talking about this man who's crazy, who she still has in her life. I said, mom, I just want you to remember what you told me is he called you the devil. I said, so why would you continue to talk to him? She said, well, you know, we have good conversations. I said, you have good conversations when you guys talk about the craziness of the politics that you both believe. But other than that, you don't have good conversations. And so because of everything that's going on now and because of these zealots about what's going on now, my Mm -hmm. mother will have a conversation with this crazy man who thinks deep down that she's the devil because he's the only one that believes the way because she believes. they have the shared crazy of, yeah. And how do I, I'm never going to impress upon her the fact that he owns guns and he could kill you one day. And she's like, yeah. I have a gun. And I'm oh thinking, gosh. Well, holy smokes, then you guys can have a shootout. Yeah, just at the- an old hey, west just shootout. right out in the street. So, right on the street, high noon, bring it on. Anyway, mental health, it's <laughs> well, a problem. I have a gun. <laughs> and so another patient on Friday, another patient who the only thing she has is her health issues. She has a husband. She has a daughter who's autistic. Her husband had prostate cancer. So now she says, I'm going to take care of myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, arthritis to the point that she's had both hips replaced. Oh, she is 58 both hips wow. replaced, one knee replaced. She has to have things done on her feet. She's got to have the other knee replaced. Osteoarthritis? Yeah. Um, just terrible. Um, another patient who just was like, I guess you're just going to have to cath me again. And I'm like, if you're holding back <laughs> from peeing, I'm going to lose my shit. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to cath you again. It's not healthy for you. It's and not healthy for want? my mental uh, ability. Uh, and I just, I, I should write a book. There should be a book about Munchausen's. It's not by proxy. You, yeah. By proxy. <laughs> it's on you. Yeah. You are the one. And it just makes me very sad. Yeah. You know, and then, and then I spoke to my aunt. She's right there with them. She has no children. She, my grandparents are dead. Mm-hmm. She has this odd man that she lives with. Her whole deal is I didn't feel well. Didi, I've been trying to call you for three days. You told me to call you, and I did. And you have not answered. Oh, it's only been two days. You saw me calling. So you saw. And you didn't answer. <laughs> I, I haven't felt, well, I, you know, my, and then she starts talking. My tooth, you know, my mouth has been swollen. And then once I, I chat with her about what's going mm-hmm. on, suddenly she feels fine. Her tooth is fine. I'm like, don't lie to me. Mm. If you don't want to talk to me, just... Don't send me a text message. Just just call me. Mental health and health issues go hand in yes, hand. Yes, yes, yes. And if you if you want to wallow in your misery, then wallow away. But know that you're not going to get better on your own. Mm-hmm. Time is going to continue to fly by, and mm-hmm. you are just going to fall asleep one day in your sad not little bed and not wake up. 
And on the same lines to my mother, time flies. Mm -hmm. Get out of the damn house. Mm -hmm. My sister. I said to my mom, I said, go talk to Chrissy. You guys need to talk about what's going on. I don't talk to her. You're in the same house. What, what? do you mean you don't talk <laughs> to her? How they not? She goes, we don't talk. I'm what? like, you should talk. You've got... Mom, she's not doing anything with her life. She's not working. She doesn't see people. She doesn't... She doesn't talk to you. In the well, same house. Well, you call your sister. Okay. I'll How about her. you go, hey, Chrissy, she's right down the hall. I didn't want to talk to her then. I was exhausted from talking to my mother. That's what I mean. Tell your mom. You talk to her. I, she's yeah. in the same house. You know, and then and then mom says, oh, she's so happy after she talks to you. And then I get home. Kevin and I go in the house together. I get home after I've spoken to my aunt. All in one day. Too much. <laughs> I go in the house and Kevin's like, why do you do that to yourself? Because they're my family. And they are crazy. And they are a mess, but they're my family. However, I can't fix them. I know this, mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop me from trying to because it's who I am. It's what I do. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I mean, obviously I need to call a therapist, but <laughs> I don't know how to, I mean, honestly, they live four houses down from each other. All of you talk to each other and get your stupid asses out of your house. And do something yeah. with your life. Go for a walk to each other's houses. They're like, we're going to ride horses. I told you this before. Yeah. We're going to ride. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> I told my aunt. I'm like, no, I told my mom. I'm like, maybe just take it one step at a time. Go feed the horses. See a horse in person. And maybe comb <laughs> its coat. And then say, well, maybe I could ride a maybe horse Maybe I'll go again. back and comb it again. Yes. Get out of your own way, for goodness Set sakes. Set less lofty goals. It's just, I mean, it just makes me sad because I, d and the bottom line, again, from last time is I don't want to be them. Mm -mm. I don't want to be stuck in my house. So that's why I'm like, I'll just work forever. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you work forever, then retirement can't creep up and knock on your door and drive you crazy and, you crazy and just because you don't have anything to do yeah and I, I don't understand this and eh, it's because they're family i have a whole other experience with family just because someone is your family doesn't mean shit mm. you didn't get to pick them you're just thrown into that gene pool by happenstance yeah i don't think you owe family shit right if they're not would you be friends with these people if you weren't family I would have been 20 years ago. But would you be friends with them now if they weren't your family? That's what I always have to ask myself. Yeah. Would I be friends with them now if they weren't my family? Then why do you feel obligated because they're your family? And I know if, if there's people out there, they're going to get some pushback. Oh, because they're family. It's just what you do. No. If they're bad for your mental health, right. I don't care if they're directly related, your third cousin removed. If they're not good for your mental health, the fact that their family does not enter into it. You know, she said the oddest thing, my mother. She said, oh, I just wish we knew Kevin better. You left. You, <laughs> you left here right after I started dating him. So it's your own fault you don't know him. <laughs> you could it. have stayed in Florida and gotten to know him. Yeah. But you took off. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess. Gloss right over that. Gloss right over that. Gloss right yeah. over that. And I'm with Kevin. Why do you do that to yourself? I know. And I know you say because they're family, but just my... And I was so close with my family growing up. And then one day I realized that they think I'm just the worst thing ever. So all my memories are now tainted, and I'm not using that as an excuse, but I've always said... But you, but you talk to your mother once a week. I did talk to my mother once a week. But That's everybody family. else... 
Yes. That's still yes, my mother. Because and my I aunt, loved... And my aunt is like my mother to me. But if she wasn't my mother, I would have still been friends with her. That's my. That's the criteria I always use. If you weren't related, would you have anything to do with these people? Or do you just feel obligated because you're related to them? That's the question you have to ask. Would you be friends with them? Would you talk to them and call them if they weren't your family and you didn't feel an obligation? But you also have to live with yourself at the end of the day. Yes. They are family. It is an obligation. And so I still... Is it? it is. In my head. That's <laughs> in your how head. I yeah. feel. And so then I have to continue to be able to stand myself mm-hmm. in 20 years or tomorrow when they die. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to... I don't feel like I'm trying to change them. I feel like I'm just trying to better their life. And not by being in it, mm-hmm. by calling them on their bullshit. And that's basically all I'm doing. Calling but is them it working? on their bullshit. But if you call them on their bullshit, is it working or does know. that make them just resent you? Oh, I don't care about that. They can resent me until they fucking die. <laughs> so but what I'm going to you... call you on your bullshit because I feel like it's it's my obligation, whether it's true or not. In yeah. my head, it's but my obligation. What do you get out of it? I don't get shit out of it except then, a hurting heart. Then I don't know why you torture I mean, yourself. You do get to feel a little bit righteous. Yeah. Like I oh, do. See, that's yeah. good. I do feel righteous. Yeah. Go, yes, I'm I know living a good I love life. telling people they're wrong. <laughs> I, <laughs> we know. It's one of the best feelings for me. <laughs> I would. Okay, you're wrong. And peace out. Goodbye. Yeah, but that's easy. I mean, yeah, I know. But I, I can do that. Yeah. And I, you know. I was able to do that when, mm-hmm. when they were, when they were nasty to me. Mm-hmm. They're not nasty to me. And it's kind of nice for me because the snark in me comes out and says, well, you told me this. Mm-hmm. And then they lied. And then they, and then they realize, oh, fuck, I lied to her and she's not forgetting it. So then they have to try to justify the lies. And maybe in my crazy brain, I'm like, "Eh, it's fun in a way when it's not hurting. It also Mm -hmm. might be that like, okay, if I call them out on it this time, next time they might not. Right. Maybe they'll move on from this and maybe, maybe things will get better. I mean, as it is, my Mm -hmm. aunt said to me, because I've shared this many times about the drama in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, My aunt and my sister aren't getting along. They live four houses down. My mother and my aunt are fine. My aunt said to me last night, she said, I've decided to to put aside what's been done with Chrissy and try to work things out. Hmm. I'm like, that's wonderful. That's great. Mm -hmm. She said, I took your advice. I'm doing what you do. I said, we can't change how mom feels. Mm -hmm. We cannot make her see what happened. But... Maybe we can move on. Maybe we can make it so that Chrissy sees and Chrissy knows we're watching her like a hawk. And you're not going to get away with shit. she won't keep doing it, yeah. Correct. And so, who knows? We will never know what happened. We, that money is gone. We will never be able to say definitively that she took it. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You know in your heart. Yeah. But you can't. Exactly. You know. And so, we could, we could not have a relationship with Chrissy and she can go, my mother's never not going to take care of her. That's mm-hmm. what we all have to come to terms with and comes to come to grips with. My aunt as well. Mm-hmm. You either deal with it and have a relationship with both of them or have a fractured relationship with your sister, which is my mother. Mm-hmm. So pick pick your battle. I get it. I get mm-hmm. you're pissed. But 
she's never going to admit that Chrissy did it. Yeah. And we don't know if Chrissy did it. My brother is like, I don't know if Chrissy did it. Yeah, and but you know. You kind of know. <laughs> you kind of right? know. I mean, <laughs> you do. So, we but, don't know, but right. we know. But mentally, but. you got to either put it back in the back recess. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can still have a relationship with my sister mm-hmm. saying to her, if it wasn't you, you should have stopped it. And that's where you call them out for it. Mm-hmm. And so you just move forward because time, as we said at the beginning of this, is flying by. Time mm-hmm. marches on. It does march on, whether you believe it happened or you didn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the answer is other than I need to call the damn therapist. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line for me. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can do is take care of me mm-hmm. and try to... In my head, I'm trying to make their life better. Whether yeah. I'm doing it or not, I have no idea. But all I can mm-hmm. hope is that it's sitting there in their head somewhere mm-hmm. and saying, Shannon's right. The days are flying by. I should probably try to do something today. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will. And maybe mom will finally say that guy is crazy. He should not be in my life. Yeah. Because he has a gun and I have a gun and we're going to kill each other at the OK Corral. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh. You know, Shannon drama. It's never going to get better. And mine is, I just... Yours is good. I just pray for everybody and wish them the best, and I have nothing to do with them because they don't want anything to do with me. Right, so exactly. it's a mutual thing. And, and to be honest, I have told Bill and Jeremy, um, even when I die, mm-hmm. I don't want them notified. Right. Because I just don't... Yeah. It's well, just I mean, over and done. Yeah. Because what would they do? Yeah, exactly. They would, yeah. they would be two-faced and say, oh, I'm so sad. You oh, know? and then just blame me for why we didn't speak anyway. Oh, if right. only she'd reached out. If only yeah, she yeah, did not. Yeah. I don't need it. Right. I don't even want them to know that I've passed on until they read it in the newspaper. Don't even post it up north in the newspaper. Just be done with it. Bill's family, they can be fully aware of anything. Right. But and, and I'm just done. I just have cut that off, and I don't wish them any ill will. I don't want to call them out on their bullshit. I've just... So Made let's, peace with it. So yeah, let's move on to 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 not funner things, but but things that have happened this week. Six yes. minutes. Oh, good. This is six perfect, minutes. Then. Six Did minutes. Did you Google Fresh Betty White's um, Betty White's name on her birthday? Yes, and Wasn't got the little so flowers and the and thing. then the thank you for, if thank you Google you. Betty White, the whole Google screen has rose petals falling, and it says thank you for being a friend. All seven seasons of the Golden Girls on you DVD. Did? They're on From TV Leo's like sister. Oh my gosh, yeah. how cute. Yes, yes. <laughs> that um, was did good. You they were see, hysterical. Did you see on um, Instagram or Facebook her last message? It was about a week before she died. Mm. Oh my gosh, she made a video thanking everybody oh. for all of the well wishes and God bless her. She wow. just led, it was like less than a minute, just a little So just a thing weird and, week, Betty White, meatloaf. Oh, meatloaf's Louis an Anderson. asshole anyway. I don't care. I loved Two out of three ain't bad. I, I, I wasn't a huge stuff. fan. Oh my gosh, I loved his stuff. I yeah. liked his stuff, but it wasn't. Uh, a, Lo, Louis Anderson passed away. Yeah, Betty and he, White. as far as I'm concerned, Louis Anderson was just this kind of odd. He I was have odd. No idea who Louis Anderson he was, was a comedian. He was in. Um, he played a woman in baskets with uh, Zach Galifianakis. I only saw like a, a couple of bits of it, but he was he just was, a, and he wasn't a good comedian. Oh. He was an odd duck. He wasn't funny. I didn't he find anything he did funny. He, if I showed yeah, you a picture, just, you might. Um, recognize you probably know, it. but yeah. yeah, he wasn't. 
he had staying power. He was just yeah, funny enough to keep there. him around. Yeah. He wasn't like a big headliner. I think maybe in the day he was. I don't know. But um, he was just an odd odd duck. Yeah. I mean, he had a different... I don't know. It was just a snarky sense of yeah, humor. Yeah, it, it was. But just not like, even... Yeah. Not even... But not uh, even no. like... Um, I don't know. Oh, I vaguely know who yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. Is that he, he just wasn't said that random things about everyday but then snark. The thing but that, it wasn't, yeah. you know, and Bob Saget, of course, he passed away. Mm. The thing about Bob Saget is that people were like, oh, he's so wholesome. He's so, he's no. like, he was yeah. filthy. No, he was, he was not filthy in his actual, on the yeah. off of full, yes. full house yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, America's Funniest yeah. Home Videos. He was a yeah, filthy, in his, like, raunchy solo career. Yeah, yeah. It was right. like, <laughs> yeah. And he said, "Listen, you're not getting Danny from Full right, House. Exactly. If you come to see my show, don't bring the kids because it is filthy." But he was a very nice person. Yeah, that's what everybody. But he just saying. had a filthy stage they, show. Um, so there was some controversy about what happened. About they just, did they decide? Um, there was no drugs, no alcohol. They just um, called nine one one. They went to his hotel room to find him, and he was just gone on the bed. I guess they did CPR and didn't get a pulse or something. I guess he just died. He went in his sleep. Something happened, and they went in his sleep. There was no drug or alcohol or foul play involved. They're saying as far it could as have been a heart attack or yeah. a stroke. Yep. Um, and then somebody's having something. Some One of the cast from Full House is having some kind of mental breakdown because of his death. Um, I, I just heard a snippet. I don't watch um, this one show on TV because as far as I'm concerned, the magazine is nothing but lies. So I'm figuring the TV show is nothing but lies as well. Is it like well. TMZ? It's kind of like, like people. I love e TMZ, by the way. Those snarky assholes. Yeah. I love them so much. <laughs> um, but no, it's like US Weekly or something. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. And so they said something. So it just kind of glossed through my ear. I have no idea what's going on. But Oh, did you see... And, like, I could not give a shit less about any Marvel <laughs> franchise. But, uh, <laughs> Moon Knight. I saw the, the name. So, the series was announced. Uh-huh. And then a couple of days later, the guy who plays Moon Knight in it died in a skiing accident. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. What? Oh, I yep. did see that. He was in other stuff, too. Something that I liked. Yeah, he's been in... I forgot. Something else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the series was announced. Yes. Like the trailer dropped of like, oh, it's coming okay, later this year. What? And then the guy died. died and they're like, ooh, maybe accident. not. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, this is just the beginning of the year. It's going to be a shit show. Oh, so it, many celebrities have died in the last month. Like big name people. And not even so. celebrities. Just like, so, oh, wow. so it makes you think if it's celebrities, then it must be everywhere. If Re- this many. Um, Regina King, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, her uh, 26-year-old son just died by suicide. Oh, no. A couple days ago it was announced. I'm like, what is going on? That's what I'm this saying. pandemic has gone on too long and it's just... Oh, everyone's what's on going the on. edge it's of a break. Like, like the whole world is on fire right now. I don't know what's going on. You know, I just... I just want to get through it. I mm-hmm. Who was I talking to yesterday? Oh, my mother. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> It's going to be like the flu. You're just going to take a vaccine every year. Every six months or every year. You're going to be fine. Sure it is. Okay, mom. And so I don't talk to her about that because what she believes is so skewed that I just can't do it. So I don't. I'm just like, because, you know, all of them had a mysterious bug. Sure Mm -hmm. it was. Mm -hmm. Sure it was a mysterious bug. I'm sure it was COVID related. No, it wasn't. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's not real. She said, I've been vaccinated. I said, you had one vaccine, not the second, you didn't get the second. not the, the booster. booster, one. I said, so, yeah, if that's how you need to feel, then that's fine. Okay. So just having one vaccine, you're probably more susceptible <laughs> to getting it because yeah. I just, yeah, can't go on. But anyway, you know, they're my family. So you just kind of deal with it and go see the therapist because I'll I be have making a, an appointment um, soon. Yeah. I have a friend on Facebook, old friend from up north, and for a while, like every half an hour, every hour, she was posting a story of somebody who died from getting the COVID vaccine. Yep. All these people are dying from COVID. What about these people? What about these 10 people out of a m- 2 million that have died from the COVID vaccine? What about the handful of people who have died from getting a tetanus vaccine? Right. What about the people who have died, but you're discounting i'm not saying we shouldn't feel bad that they died from getting the vaccine because it is a possibility and god bless them and their families what about the tens of hundreds of thousands of millions of people who have died from actually getting covid covid is a real thing oh no the government and the cdc sucks and fauci is a lunatic to be fair the cdc that's all true yeah but (laughs) and i keep (laughs) not in the way that they make it yeah not knock my dr shaw my friend my personal and they're like well the cdc doesn't know because when we know better we do better and somebody was like cdc is like a government thing they're in the back pocket of the business 100 but when we know better we do better they're like oh everybody's like oh take your clothes off when you get home because it could have this the covet all over it and you'll pass it on and now we know that this is this and they said wear cloth masks and now cloth masks don't do anything because the more research you do the more information you get did you think anybody knew what the spanish flu was right when it first came out until exactly. they did more research. It's insane. The more we can say, hey, just to be on the safe side, why don't you do this? Right. And now they go, okay, that's fine. But now that we know more, you don't have to do this. If you could do this, this would be great. But, you know, if I if I went and... So we do a screening at our office. Nobody's taking temperatures anymore. You just mm-hmm. have to say yes or no. By the way, people are lying on that people screening. People are lying like you wouldn't believe. But I would have to lie on the screening. Because... I cough every day mm-hmm. in the morning. I got snot going on in my face. My mm-hmm. eyeballs are draining. It's I am allergy an season, allergy yeah. mess. It's not allergy season. It is it's my just life. Year-round it's just allergy. Allergy. Yeah. So, but you have to know the difference. By the time 10 o'clock and my head finally drains and I'm standing upright and I'm moving and grooving, I'm not coughing anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not sneezing. My eyes are not draining. I'm not vomiting mm-hmm. or having constant diarrhea. I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. I just have terrible allergies. So there is a difference. Know the difference mm-hmm. between COVID symptoms and just daily snot and mess mm-hmm. in your face. If so, it's something that happens all the time. All the time. We had a patient came in, um, OB patient, and I always say, any vomiting, nausea, diarrhea, any bleeding, contractions, loss of fluids. Oh, I've had a lot of nausea and diarrhea lately. And I actually, I just had had it. It had been a long day. And I flipped the thing over and I said, but yet you answered no to your screening. <laughs> How many weeks was she? She was probably 20-some weeks. Oh, so should not be yeah. nauseous, no. should not have diarrhea. And she's seen us enough to know, yeah. oh, I didn't know that's what that meant. I went, it says right here, nausea, vomiting, <laughs> diarrhea. the words that I you called used. her out on it and I usually go, hmm. I just take it to my manager and go, she answered this and this is this. And she's like, oh. 
I didn't realize that what that meant. And I looked at her and I went, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. That's exactly what that means. Let me go see if you can still be in our building. So the provider I was with, she's like, well, I'm going to do a PCR test, the yeah, COVID. Sure. Yeah, she's positive. Stop it. What Come an idiot. on. Oh, my god. And it's And our front office can only go by what you put on the form. That's why, please don't lie on the form. This Omicron is so highly contagious. And she's pregnant, and she has COVID. Not good. Not good for the baby. Not yeah, good, not for, good her. for her. If she's not vaccinated, it could be potentially deadly for the baby and for her. Don't lie on the forms. So a quick happy note as we finish up. As we wrap it up. So have you ever seen the video of the baby that's born completely in the sack? I think I've I have, seen yeah. pictures, but not a video. Oh my gosh. Born I inside the yesterday. In, like the intact amniotic yes. sack. Yes. yes. And they very softly move the baby around and the, the baby's still like kind of like pushing back, like, stop, I'm in like, here. I'm inside here. Alone. What so is it so bright in here and for? And then out, you know, they have to, it's very tough. It's a very tough sack. It's a tough membrane. And so very gently out of the way of any parts of the baby that could hurt the baby, they take um, probably... Doesn't it look like an embroidery hook kind of thing? It was. They... It was just. It looked like a Kelly actually to pull out a. Oh, just a, to pull out, pull out an out a IUD. Piece. But yeah. um, they kind of, you know, they grab it. Yeah, and... grab it and pinch it and just pull it apart. And then what blows my mind? It is full of fluid. Full of fluid. The minute the air hits the baby, <gasps> they just take that breath and it's. Um... Miracle every time. It blows my mind every time. The baby just knows to every just breathe in. Every time. Yes. yes. And then the water is gone. It, Babies or the fluid is are gone. 100% a miracle. And he just was like, he opened his eyes like, wow, where am I? Human <laughs> babies are actually incredibly stupid compared to every other baby. <laughs> Leave it to it's Jeremy. because it's because our no, it's They're, scientific. Yes, it's because we don't, they don't have They're to beautiful, r- start running. The stupid it's exactly yes, that. Exactly. Is that our beautiful, brains? Stupid little miracles. Our brains are big, <laughs> so like we spend not enough time in like. Oh, they gestation. spend plenty of time in gestation. We want them the hell out of it. Um, you know what I was thinking about this morning because it's been cold in Florida. It has. And it's been very cold. It's like for 48 us. this morning. I told Jeremy when I came in, I said, you know, I've lived in places where it snows and this feels like snow weather. It does feel like snow weather. Um, but anyway, I was out walking Isley this morning. And I thought, where do the lizards go when it's cold? They just hibernate. Do yes. they have like, do they build burrows underneath the sand? They or? just, no, they just stop. Stop and they sleep. Okay, listen. They don't they stop and sleep. They hide under my they deck. They are running <laughs> they across sleep, the they sidewalk. They hibernate. They just go underneath our deck. Oh. <laughs> I love lizards. Yeah, speaking of, speaking of decks, you should see the lovely out. lights I have on my deck. Very nice. Not only that, but you should see the pad where they're going to have a garage. Oh, the seven garage is in progress. We're seven, seven whole minutes over time. The garage I just is thought in I would share that the that the um, the pad that we've is waited for good. July and we've mentioned and the pad is going in and the it's concrete a, should be poured in a couple days. But and, it's Florida and Nathan told me. I know we're still over, but I just want to put this out there. I was thinking about it on the way over. He lives in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Negative sixteen last week. Yeah, signs everywhere. 
Go to St. Pete. It's beautiful. Oh, in the trains, stop on the it. billboard. St. Petersburg. Come <laughs> have to see St. Petersburg. Boston. City of Boston. <laughs> Can I have the directory? Yes. Four one one. Can I have the number for the city of Boston? Because tourism. Tourism. Uh... You know who it probably is. It's probably an asshole, DeSantis. It's probably St. Pete putting. Yes, putting yeah. It yeah, in other it places. Is. Anyway, all right. That well. asshole is. <laughs> on that note, we will see you me. next time, fellow do-gooders. Um, and, you know, don't forget to do your Kegels. That's right. Squeeze it, squeeze it, You have to. It. it is beyond important. Squeeze beyond. it like you got a Walmart, Walmart. <laughs> a walnut between your ass cheeks. Or a Walmart between your ass cheeks. Eight minutes. Eight minutes over. Okay. <laughs> you know what we always say, if you can't be good. Be good at it. I'm Val. I'm Shannon. There's Jeremy. That's me. Toodles. Oh, yeah. I thought and you were going to say that. notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's pink notes. Bye. Pink notes.